Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Eric and Justin have found their way into the world of the paranormal after a number of incidents involving the spiritual world. Since then, they have produced several radio shows, short films, and video feeds. But nothing has helped develop them into the team that they have become, quite like the hair-raising experiences that they've witnessed during their time as paranormal investigators. These are the stories of the NSPS. Now Paratruth presents Ghosts Among Us. Part 4 The Dahmer House What's up, para fans? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio on the one and only Paratruth Radio Network. We're broadcasting live. Well, kind of live. <laughs> <laughs> From Bismarck, North Dakota. And Lynchburg, Virginia. It's a nice little music. <laughs> I mean, after all the other intros that you've all already heard, it's nice to have another intro. <laughs> you have just entered the pear tree zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Woo, what a day. What a week. What a month. Yeah. What a year. What a life. <laughs> oh. It's always a long, long week when we get to this point. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you, you probably didn't see a, uh, this comment because you're not a part of this group, but, uh, the one guy in one of the groups that I post the show in, uh, he, he said, Eric and Justin seem kind of loopy. No offense. I wanted to say, no offense taken. We are usually kind of loopy at this point. So. <laughs> Not <loopy> at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to take offense to that. We get kind of weird and crazy on the show. So my question is, is it loopy as in loopy like we're talking now or loopy as in we're repeating ourselves over and over and over again? <laughs> I think it was. We we are laughing a lot at our at ourselves and that sort of thing. We don't laugh. We we never laugh. We're serious as can be. Because that's we speak the way only we truth. Roll. We keep our mouths straight across our face, not curled up, not curled down. If it was curled down, there'd be a problem. Well, no, it's just it's just my depression smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reversed. <laughs> Loopy. <laughs> So you've been uh, traveling over, well, once the show airs, you had traveled last weekend 
uh, and got home <clears throat> safely and safe and sound, no problems other than a little sleepiness. Yep, just a little sleepiness both ways. <laughs> Although the first time I didn't pull over, the second time I did. <laughs> what time and did I, you look, get started driving? Uh, like one o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say your body's but, used to the early morning, so maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I uh, I don't know because I went to bed kind of late. And I went to bed like two thirty, three o'clock, and then I got up around eight to go to uh, a Memorial Day parade. Yeah. So I'm thinking I did not want to get up. I was so tired, and that could be going to bed so late. I mean, it wasn't that early, but still, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. Well. Wedding is coming up fast. We, Shelly's been working her butt off to get a bunch of decorations and a bunch of stuff done. So I'm very proud of her for sticking it out and keeping going with it. Good job, Shelly! Which is an actual name. And I'm not a nickname for a seashell. <laughs> <laughs> not a nickname for a seashell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so, uh, well, folks, we, we do have a show for you tonight. Uh, it's the finale of the series we've been doing called The Ghosts Among Us. Uh, this week, uh, I will actually let Eric introduce the location that we are going to be Lost. discussing. We will be discussing. An investigation that we did at the house or the home, whichever you prefer, is more correct. <laughs> <laughs> of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, he spent his... What did that just say? Houston, we have a problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk and you always cut me off with those things. <laughs> well, once, once we do the live show, you can control the little box. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be fun. Um, <clears throat> yes, so we're doing a show on our investigation at the home of Jeffrey Dahmer, the place in which he grew up. Numerous things that happened there, all of which are very creepy. Not only because he was a serial killer, but also because he's once a kid. And kids are creepy. <laughs> in well, general. him as a kid was creepy, absolutely. Which we have plenty of stories for that as well. Yeah. Um. So this, you know, we, we've been wanting to, we've, we've talked about Jeffrey Dahmer's investigation numerous times, um, over the past couple of years. Uh, but we never showed any of the evidence that we had EVP wise, which is all we have, right? We don't yeah. have any photos. We didn't have or, or any video. Photos. But, yeah. But, uh, we decided, or I guess we were talking about when we would air this particular episode and we thought about airing it last week with the other two that we did at the Canal Road and, uh, the Frazee House. But then we decided that we'll do one more episode and just let the entire hour be based on this investigation at Jeffrey Dahmer's house because it is probably one of the places that we had some of the most activity, uh, both with personal experiences and then uh, just evidence that we had caught the EVP. And by far one of the clearest, some of the clearest evidence that we have caught as well, um, yeah. which is really just something um, – but you know, we ended up going there with the 
relatively large group. We, you know, took time, or took time, we took, uh, turns going in and out of the home. Uh, usually be Justin, me, and, uh, one of our guys that were with us. There's just three of us, I believe. No, there was, no, there was there four. four. Yeah. There were four of us. Uh, and we would get the entire home to ourselves, you know, for however long. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes a half hour, sometimes an hour. Uh, and it was cool because it was just our team that was allowed to go in there. And then we'd come out and then the next group would go in, which was like a much larger team. So they'd go in in groups of, you know, three, four, five, whatever. We would sometimes pair up with the other group too. Um, Occasionally, yeah. But, uh, you know, what's interesting about this home though is that a lot of the, the, uh, investigation didn't evolve or revolve around, not revolve around, but it didn't take place in just the home itself. Right. There's a much larger area in which we had to cover because of things that had happened on the outside of the home around the property, which is, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of acres at least, uh, all wooded, by the way, with around small like two or three paths. acres. Yeah. yeah, two, three acres. Uh, it, I have to say that when we got there is one of, I, I didn't expect, you know, much from it because it just looked like a normal home, home, you know, there's nothing to it. But, uh, once you started hearing the stories that had actually happened there yeah. during Dahmer's childhood and then, of course, the first killing uh, of Stephen Hicks. Well, then things began to change quickly, <laughs> both in our, our own personal opinions, but also in the atmosphere, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, oh, what are some things that you remember? I, I mean, this was a huge, huge investigation for us. Uh, I, I remember, well, like the being touched i was again touched at, at Dahmer's house which you guys have heard a couple of times me talk about a little bit and uh we were doing a ghost box session there in the original garage but was turned into living room where where stephen hicks was killed and I remember it was just kind of eerie feeling in general, even before we started hearing some of the stories, just because a you knew who who lived there, and b it was just very thick atmosphere, very very eerie. Because we started during the day, because the guy the owner was walking us around the the property, just telling us about the different things that Jeffrey Dahmer had d- done as a child right. that. Uh, the stuff that had happened where Stephen Hicks's was it just his bones or did he strip did Dummer strip the meat off of his bones? Yeah, yeah. So uh the story is and if I'm not mistaken, this was backed up by uh uh police evidence. Okay. Uh, I know like a detective had been out there a few times, uh trying to Obviously, I already knew what happened, but they're, they're actually reopening the case at this point that we went out to do the investigation, or so we were told. Uh, but apparently, Jeffrey Dahmer had brought Stephen Hicks. He had met him at the bar, brought him home, and Stephen Hicks wanted to leave after a short time, yeah. and Dahmer didn't like that. So he actually bashed him over the head with a dumbbell, I believe, yeah. and then after in the garage. And then after he did that, he took him out back, dragged him out back, uh, cut him up into pieces and separated the flesh from the bone. Uh, put all of the pieces 
the flesh, the bone, etc., into separate garbage bags and then buried them throughout the yard. Uh, and the actual separating, the actual cutting and separating of the flesh and everything happened in a small cubby underneath the home. So there was a specific place in which it happened. Uh, so we actually knew, you know, it, it, that was the creepy part. Knowing exactly, standing in a spot, knowing what had happened there so many years earlier. Yeah. And just thinking of the entire situation and being there, you know, it was creepy stuff, man. Just absolutely frightening. And the story went, I believe, where they had found these bags or where supposedly they had been buried. There were supposed to be pillars of fog or something, wasn't there? Uh, Or something something similar to that? Yeah. And uh trying to think what else there was there other than, you know, the actual evidence, what he was walking us through during the daytime. One of the things that was horrible was that uh, he was he was talking to us about Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, childhood and right. that the he was doing serial killer like tendencies even then which apparently actually the profile is they start harming animals at a very young age and it slowly progresses and that's eventually how they start killing people and it starts to become a serial but uh, he had apparently nailed a cat to a tree all four paws and the guy had walked us up to the tree and showed us four nails where it had grown high enough at the time that if if he would have been a child and then that much years had passed would coincide with, with what the owner was telling us. Yeah. And uh, what else was there? Uh, there? There's a picture that Eric and I will probably talk about here shortly that we had took of a, a mirror in in the living room, which was the garage, that uh, the guy that we had let go had taken upon himself to look at and, and manipulate. And eventually he got it to the point where it was, like, shimmering and bluish, and he claimed that the mirror had a portal in it. And I thought to myself, why do you need an object... <laughs> to cause a portal. Yeah. So right. just among the many things that we've been well, talking about what, as far as this guy is concerned anyways. Yeah. But one of the interesting things is when we were uh, at one point we were out back in the, in the backyard doing an EVP session hmm. and this is referring to the nails in the tree because we had seen those four nails that uh, were shown to us but you know when you're in the backyard in the pitch black you know it's just dark out uh, with only little flashlights <clears throat> and on occasion with no flashlights depending on what if you want to take photos and whatnot yeah uh these trees are pretty close and the, and the trail that we were walking was really close to these trees and i remember turning the corner uh, around one bend in the trail and just missing a nail that was sticking out of the tree at eye height. And I, oh, I yeah, I just missed that. it from hitting my eye. It was like, you remember that? And I yeah. noticed, I was like, holy crap, what was that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we checked it out and it's like, 
Yeah, it all makes sense. Like if if the nail was put in when Damar was a kid, then over the years, I know I know this is repeating what Justin has already said, but over the years, if she would have grown high enough in which the nail would be so and so much, you know, so far so far of a distance off the ground than what it previously was. So going back and thinking of the time, it would all pair up and make sense. Now, is it possible that these people just decided to go out and pop a couple nails into the uh, into the trees just for you know whatever reason? Yeah, it's possible, but I don't think so. Not not this time. Yeah. Well, the the I believe it was the owner that had wanted to actually write a book about Jeffrey Dahmer's family and this house, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So he was trying to help. I mean, he was trying to get some, some stuff to put into the book and uh, something we'll kind of go into a little later after we get into some ghost boss sections and that sort of thing was that he wanted to put this stuff in the book and I had to kind of substantiate that the clip that was part of the ghost box section, which we'll talk about, wasn't there. I wasn't hearing it where somebody from the other group that was listening to the ghost box did. And, uh, yeah, but during the daytime stuff, I mean, there was really, I don't think we really caught any EVPs until in the evening. Right. Cause all of yours are from the, the evening. Like when you, me and Kyle are yeah, outside I'll... and then the one where you were by yourself. Right. Yeah, they're all – everything leading up to the evening was pretty boring. It was just kind of like relaxing. I know the majority of waiting for a full nightfall um, or even the haunting hour, midnight, yeah. uh, you, me, and Kyle were just hanging out by uh, headquarters, you know, and we were yeah. just watching all the footage on the uh, IR cameras and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, once we got to midnight – Two, three, things really started to shake up a bit uh, as everyone started, you know, witnessing, experiencing, catching evidence, et cetera, et cetera. So, so going into, we'll start getting into the evening stuff. I, there was, I think, at least two, maybe three ghost box sessions. The last one is the one where I got touched. And this other information came up, which I'll share with you guys now. Uh, but one of the other group was, was listening to the ghost box. Nobody else could hear it. And I had done a, a split wire so that we could record what was coming out of the ghost box as well. And what I had said was, you know, if you're here with us now, prove it. Or, no, I asked if you're here with us now. And then the lady said, yes, next to you. And I said, prove it. And I got this, like, very light brush along my neck. And I got, like, I was like, okay, no more of this. (laughs) I walked out for a little bit, uh, came back in. And then towards the end of this ghost box session, she started hearing something about a book. And... 
do you remember what that book was? Do you remember what they were trying to figure out? Because they they were saying something about his lineage, or I want to say something like that. Do you remember it all? I can't remember it all. I think it might be on one of the EVPs that I have, but I can't remember offhand. Um, but that that was the one ghost box session. The other ghost box session, we were sitting, or I was sitting with two of the other group and I was just getting random things like can't leave and I I could have sworn I heard it say Hicks mm-hmm. and I think that's about all I kind of remember from that Ghostbusters session what are some of the experiences that you remember I know you had uh, one personal other than the EVP Right, right. Um, well, other than, than the EVP, one that was a personal experience that happened right around the same time that I got the EVP, uh, I was sitting in the bedroom on the floor, uh, and I was like kind of in the back area between the bathroom and the bedroom, and I decided to sit on the floor. I remember looking out towards the entranceway of the bedroom, uh, and to the left was the bathroom when you got that door. Directly ahead of me was another bedroom, and then to the right was the hallway that goes to the living room where you guys were. And there was this gold ball of light that swooped down towards the floor and then came up and back into the bath and went into the bathroom. Uh, it was a pretty good size. I'd say it's probably like a softball sized light or orb. And I saw it with the naked eye. So I didn't have it on camera and I didn't capture anything that way. Um, but I remember when I saw it, I jumped up to go check to see like in the bathroom what it was or if anything, you know, I don't know. Maybe a flashlight came in from the window or maybe someone, you know, one of you guys are flashing down the hall. So I went to check, didn't find anything. And of course I was high up, uh, the location, the first floor is actually above ground technically because the hill, like you go into the house and you start off on ground, but as you go further, the ground outside dips down and the house remains level. Right. So eventually the first floor is maybe five or six feet off the ground. So based on where people would have been standing outside where I saw the ball of light, this, the flash, a flashlight from outside couldn't have, you know, had this light happen. Uh, plus it was not a color, you know, is literally like a gold color as opposed to the typical amber or white that you get from mm. the typically white for a lot of uh, what we were doing out there with the led lights. <clears throat> a lot of our team and the other team had white leds, but, uh, so that was one personal experience. Another one was when I was down in the cubby. I went down in the cubby by myself, uh, where Hicks was separated. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and I was sitting in there and this was more of a feeling because I was down there by myself and, and, you know, I'm trying my best to lock my mind out of, you know, from spreading, like thinking of other things, you know, anything yeah. that could creep me out. Like, don't worry that you're in the backyard amongst nothing but trees and you don't know what's out there regardless of the noises that are rustling in the leaves and, you know, everybody's way up front probably couldn't hear me if, or anything if something happened back here. But. And fighting your OCD there. with the dust and the grime that was in that cubby yep. hole as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember sitting in there and I had the EVP running at the time and, <clears throat> or the, I should just say the, the digital voice recorder. Yeah. And, uh, I was sitting there asking questions and all of a sudden just this, this thick air, you know, kind of came over me and I just had this really uneasy feeling. 
Uh, it was a little tough to breathe. I started getting a little anxious. Uh, and I just started getting scared. You know, fear started to, to kick in. And of course, you know, that's something you can't really track. It's something you can't prove or disprove unless, of course, there's, uh, electromagnetic field in the area somewhere. You know, maybe, um, there's some EFG that's being pumped off from an electrical unit around, but we didn't see anything. Everything down there was pretty much clean and clear, you know, other than the, yeah. mi- the mound of dirt that was under the, that we're sitting on in concrete. So that was kind of debunked. There's nothing there. So whatever that feeling was and where it came from so suddenly it is, is something that it kind of stuck with me for a while. It's just one of those, you know, really creepy feelings and you just can't shake that. Right. Yeah. One of the things I do remember from the other group, there was a, there was a guy that was I think he was half Native American. I can't remember if he was full Native American, but he had seen a floating torso, no arms, head or legs. Didn't capture mm-hmm. it on picture or anything like that. He had just saw it, and that kind of made the the night even more creepy because then you think, well, that's got to be Stephen Hicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, or something manifesting as, as the torso of Stephen Hicks. And I'm trying to remember if I had any other personal experiences other than the heaviness and being touched. I don't think so. But there was just the heaviness in the house and even when we were out in the yard where... Hicks's body had been spread. So uh, very interesting experiences. Can't really substantiate what was going on, but... Right. So uh, since these EVPs are yours, which one did you want to start out with? The one outside or the one inside with the door? Let's go with the one outside. Okay. So it was Eric... Myself and our crew member, if you will, Kyle, was with us outside. And uh, you'll hear us talking, and then it sounds like a whisper that goes, like, underneath our voices. But I'll let you guys listen to it. Tell me what you – or tell us what you think in the comments once you uh, decide what it is. But here we go. Damn, bugs are attracted to the freaking light. I know. Yeah, I keep getting them in my face because of the light on this. So, I, I don't know if I can really make it out what it's saying. Do you have any ideas as what it sounds like? Hey, you know, when I, yeah, before I sent it to you, I remember when I sent that to you, I told you I can't tell what it's saying. Uh, but it's something whispering or somebody whispering, and it didn't sound like any of us. And if it was, I mean, it would it'd be kind of weird. You know, it's a yeah. weird whisper. Uh, but playing it back just now, and I have to, I don't know if you heard it, but on my end, it kind of skipped a little bit during the whisper, like toward the end of it, um, or had a little glitch. But it almost sounded to me like it said, I can't breathe. Okay. That That's what I heard this time. You, you didn't hear anything or anything distinctive last time? No, no. Just a whisper? Yeah, just a whisper. Last time all I heard was like, you know, and that's it. 
But this time I, I feel like I distinctly heard I can't breathe. But, you know, we'll see. I'll try to listen again. All right. We'll play it a couple more times in uh, synchronous order here. And we can uh, see what you guys think as well in, in the comments. But here we go. Damn, bugs are attracted to the freaking light. I know. I keep getting them in my face because of the light on this. Attracted to the freaking light. I know. I keep getting them in my face because of the light on this. Alright, well... It kind of sounds, yeah, something about breathing. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe or, or I don't know. It kind of sounds like one of us whispering bright light, too. <laughs> so I can't. I think, which, again, would still be a, a weird thing for one of us to say in a whisper, but then none of us responded. That, that's the thing <laughs> that gets me because there is a whisper. But then no one responds to the whisper. Right. Actually, typically, I can play the rest of the just the little short bit afterwards, so you guys can hear too that uh, nobody responds to it. But uh, I'll play that really fast, and then we can uh, continue. Freaking light! I know. I keep getting in my face because of the light on this. So all you hear is the nature sounds. Nobody, yeah, mm-hmm. nobody responds to at least talking wise. Nobody responds to this, whatever it's saying. Yeah. So, and I, this was during, like we were saying, a session where we were outside. I think it was. I don't know if the guy that we let go was with us in with you, me, and Kyle. Was he standing with us at that point, or was it just he was. us three? No, Kyle was there. No, no, no. I meant the, out, the oh, yeah. other guy. We like. Oh, the go. other. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was just us three. Okay. Like, I didn't. Re- I honestly, I don't even remember the other guy being there at all. So I don't. Well, I, I, I want to say he was there because he had manipulated. Yeah, because he was the one that went into the closet when the whole book thing was going on. Okay. And we were like, no, let it go. You cannot be let messing into this guy's. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your fault. You you said it. Wow. So he, yeah, he he was trying to go into the the closet to find this the supposed book that was on the ghost box session. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he was there because I do remember that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I I'm remembering it just you, me, and Kyle. But I wanted to make sure that I was correct on that. So so yeah, as you guys can see, I mean, to me, I mean, it's not necessarily. A class A EVP because it's kind of hard to to determine what it's saying, right? But it it is a distinct enough 
sound that you can obviously tell something is saying something. And again, guys, if you think we're full of crap or if you can determine, hey, this is actually one of you guys whispering because you can distinguish the the tone of voice or the person's voice in that whisper, let mm-hmm. us know in the comments uh, through email, paratruthradio at gmail.com. And we, we would love to hear your guys' comments as to what these EVPs are saying because most of the time me and Eric have separate... <laughs> experiences as to what these things are saying so yeah all right so we will go to our first break folks you're listening to paratruth radio right here on the paratruth radio network we will be right back after eric's ran eric's random fact of the day damn bugs are attracted to the freaking light i know i keep getting in my face because of the light on this If you had ever thought that your muscles are made up of a solid piece of tissue, well, you're wrong. According to Visual.Lie, muscles are made up of layers of tissue, each one thinner than a human hair, and each of which can support up to 1,000 times its weight. With that said, the human body has around 650 muscles. But what's even more interesting is that if each muscle were able to be pulled in one direction, you would be able to lift 21 tons. This was Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And Eric and I have been discussing the... Jeffrey Dahmer investigation that we had when we were a part of Night Soccer's Paranormal Society. We had another group there with us that actually had wanted us to be there because the place was so big that they needed more people to to cover it. So they had asked us to come along. And we were talking about some of our personal experiences. You guys heard the the first EVP that Eric had caught on his uh, digital recorder and we were outside with our buddy Kyle that was a part of our group. So going into that and after hearing it a couple more times, are you still hearing I can't breathe? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> uh, during, during that time that we were out in just with that particular EVP session. Do you remember anything specific about any experiences or anything outside? 
No. I, mean, I, I remember I remember Kyle, and, and I hear, I've heard it in one of the EVPs, uh, which is what kind of helps spark the memory, but I remember him saying that he felt like cold air at one point. Um, which I know folks that when they were outside and obviously that's a little <laughs> hard to debunk, but it was also the middle of July when we did this investigation. Uh, it was pretty warm out there. We didn't need jackets. Uh, and he said that it wasn't really a breeze. It was just kind of like, a, you know, it was like a steady cold. It was just there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and in the EVP, you can hear all of us checking to see like, Oh, you know, yeah, I feel that or no, you know? So that was one thing in the backyard that, you know, we had come across. The other thing was <laughs> a lot of it was really just all in our heads because a lot of it was like, what if some dude comes running out of those woods right now? <laughs> like, yeah. what if he's got a knife or chainsaw? What if he's naked? What if, you know, <laughs> it was just like, yo, creepy stuff. But, um, you know, it's hard to hard to to to, to experience things outdoors. Yeah. But uh, our mind our minds were running wild. You know, <laughs> in the pitch black in the woods. And we had Jeffrey Dahmer on the mind. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if there was any other pictures, like questionable pictures, caught. Do you remember if there's any? Other ones that we caught, other than the supposed portal in the mirror. Right. Um, no, I mean, I, I remember a couple of pictures that were taken. So in the living room, uh, which is where the portal supposedly was in the mirror, uh, there was kind of a, a porch, like a back porch, but it was all greenery. Right. He, there were a lot of bushes and flowers and stuff in there. And I remember Kyle taking photos that in that direction. Um, and he said, if I'm not mistaken, he said he saw like a mist or some kind of light, uh, in the flower bed area, uh, when he had taken the pictures. And I think we ended up debunking it as a flash off the back window. Okay. Uh, because it looked, it looked interesting, but I think we debunked it as a flash off the back window. So, uh, that was the only picture that I remember other picture that at first was like, Oh dude, what do you got? But you know, yeah. not so much. Uh, and also, real quick, just this is rant. This is a, a little trail. But um, <laughs> the guy, uh, the guy we let go, yeah, the guy we let go. I don't think it was him that was there. Okay. Actually, almost one hundred percent certain. I think it was the other kid, uh, Kyle's friend. Okay, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, because he was he was there before the other guy, and I think it was the four of us. Uh. I'm almost confident of that. So, just a small listen to the EVP, I can I can tell you. But uh, sorry for the randomness, folks. <laughs> One thing that I do remember is in that area. I don't know what was going on. It was probably electrical things messing uh, with the the water systems. But we were getting like EVPs off of the hose connection out there and kind of mm-hmm. like in that plant er, planted area. Oh yeah. I do remember that. And then we eventually, we had talked to the, I think it was the owner and he's like, Oh yeah. The, the old electrical system in here, the, it, it can, uh, runs along the water pipes as well. So it, the water pipes are 
bringing that EVP, uh, yeah. or EMF, EMF to the, to the water pipes. So it was an interesting thing because we, we were like, wait a minute, are these plants haunted? Is this water haunted? <laughs> and then he eventually came along and was like, no, 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 it's just bad electrical, old electrical work. And from time to time, I mean, in old buildings, you will come across that where the electrical system is throwing off so much EMF that even sometimes it will make people hallucinate. Yeah. And think that their house is haunted. True story. Very true story. So the uh, the other EVP we have for you guys, and we'll play it here in just a couple minutes, is Eric sitting by himself like he was talking about. He uh, was sitting in, was it a bedroom? Yeah. And he was doing an EVP by himself. We were actually, both Kyle and myself, I believe, were in the living room area. And then uh, he he was, like you said, saw the gold orb with his naked eye. Didn't catch it on photograph. Did you even try taking a photograph, do you remember? I, I took a couple of photographs when, when I was in there, but, but didn't, didn't catch, catch anything. And one thing that I yeah. think we've said a couple of times, orbs on pictures are very... It's like the laughing stock of the paranormal community because there's so many things that can form orbs. Right. Such as? Dust particles, for one. But those are pretty simple to, you know, yeah. to debunk. Uh, bugs, there's another one. Again, supposedly those are easy to debunk, but, you know, the bugs are probably one of the most common because... Right. Their wings, they are technically kind of translucent at times, depending on where they are in the frame and in the light of the flash. So that's probably one that's really difficult. Uh, reflection, of course, creates plenty of orbs. And most importantly, this is very important because this is something you should always look out for before going into investigation and taking photos, is dust particles or spots on the lens of the camera because that's going to give you orbs that don't move, but if you're taking, it's one thing if you're taking video, you know, those are a little easier to, to, to debunk. Right. But if you're taking photos, still photos, that's a lot harder to debunk. And a simple smudge on the, on the lens is going to create that orb-like look. And it's going to, you know, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff online that people are like, oh, look, this is such and such. And it's like, no, that's, you know, it's not, it's really not. <laughs> uh, and there's so many things for space, like, just this week alone, uh, our buddy Jim, he had posted, you know, a video of Bigfoot fighting a bear. Yeah. Right? And, you know, of course, now, folks, I mean, seriously, there's this thing is called research, okay? <laughs> Before you go and say, hey, look, this is real. This is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying any of, you know, you, me, Jim, nobody else did this. But Well, even the guy that, that did the YouTube video is like, well... Real or not, it's just an interesting video. Yeah, it's still an interest, interesting video. But there are a lot of people who will suddenly post it like, oh, my gosh, this is real, you know, and, like, show little examples of why it's real. Right. All I did, and, and you know, I, I put the message up within minutes after seeing the video. I was like, hmm, I already know. Just I, th- I don't know why. It might just be, you know, the training and film and whatnot. But I already can tell that it's 
an actual like a video that someone's making for a movie. I could tell by the grain in the oh, in the picture okay. and the way everything was. And that's why I was like, let me do quick research. And so I simply typed in two words or three words: Bigfoot versus bear. Boom. <laughs> There's an entire scene from a movie of the same exact footage plus some uh, from different camera angles and this and that. Guys, <laughs> research, folks. The big R is important in the paranormal community. Don't claim something is real without the facts. If there's no facts, don't put it up. <laughs> but uh, And if you do, you know, don't claim it's real. It's just like, hey, this is interesting. What do you guys think? I don't believe it's real. I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Well, and I think what I had said too was Eric and I are very skeptical about Bigfoot footage, but it's still an interesting video mm-hmm. nonetheless. Not to mention there aren't very many men yeah. who can wrestle a bear. <laughs> but I mean, it is <laughs> it is possible. I mean, people do it at the circus and that sort of a thing. But it was yeah. just interesting to see that. And this guy that was breaking it down was circling things like digits on the feet. Facial, facial expression or facial, uh, features. And, yeah. uh, he said something else too. And, uh, genitalia. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> Which is just a clump of fur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It would have been really disturbing if somebody put some genitalia on a Bigfoot costume. That would have been really weird. I mean, they put it on the back of trucks. Why not? True. <laughs> <laughs> At least, at least it would make sense for for the movie. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I mean, and just as much as Bigfoot can be faked, the these orbs—not necessarily that they're fake, but they can be debunked very easily, just as a lot of Bigfoot footage can be. Um, one of my my favorite memes or like gifs on on uh, Facebook is it's. Somebody taking footage of just a random spot in their house, and they're like, "We've caught, we've caught evidence of a spirit in the house." And then this guy just runs across the screen in a white sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do the same thing, but I'm just gonna take a picture of alcohol. <laughs> caught a spirit in the house. <laughs> yeah, it's just some of the stuff, the random stuff that people come up with is just. Funny and sometimes weird or stupid because you can... And Eric actually has debunked a couple of videos where I think I had shared one. I can't remember what it was about, but he's like, yeah, no, that, that's... Oh, it was a UFO. It was a UFO. Oh. And... Oh, yeah, the one that was glowing and went behind the trees. Yeah. And, like, shooting things out or something like that. Yeah. Like some kind of missile-looking things. Yeah, I remember that. So... It's it's very easy for these for people to fake a lot of the stuff now, and as we've said, unfortunately, a lot of the ghost hunting TV shows have been known to fake their evidence because guess what? They're a TV show; they need ratings, and yeah. so that's why Eric and I are sharing these now. You know, after so many years, because we had this stuff, but it was very bizarre at the time could we have faked it sure i i don't think that from some of these evps that we really could have but again if you guys if if we faked it it'd be doggone good okay (laughs) 
the stuff we're showing you isn't that great. Right. <laughs> but the next one is pretty good. The but, thing uh, is that we don't even have the we weren't even able to have the pictures that that we're talking about. But yeah. So uh, this next EVP, folks, is Eric by himself, mm-hmm. and uh, we won't say anything just yet about what we think it was going on. But uh, I'll play the clip for you guys, and then we'll go from there. My name is Eric. I'm here to help you. I should let you know that I'm not afraid of you. Jeffrey, if you're here, I'm not afraid of you. So if you guys didn't hear it, it's just after the the sigh, if you will, after Eric says, my name is Eric. And then, I, was it you that sighed? I'm yeah, assuming? it's me that sighs. So it, it's just... My name is Eric, and as soon as I sigh, within the sigh, you hear a deeper voice say something, and it, it I think it's pretty clear without the description, but uh, I'll let you turn that back up a little bit more and, uh, you know, play it through. My name's Eric. I'm here to help you. I should let you know that I'm not afraid of you. So it's actually in between the inhale and exhale of the sigh, you hear it. Mm-hmm. He, Eric breathes in, and then you hear the EVP, and then you hear the exhale. You're also hearing people... I believe it's probably us in the living room and probably some people outside as well. So you can tell that it's not that because it's underneath Eric's voice. And I'll go ahead and let you tell them what what you thought it was saying. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. And I think it's simply repeating my name. You know, I say, my name is Eric. And it just says Eric underneath uh, the sigh. Uh it's that simple. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Again, if you guys think it's saying something else, feel free to let us know. Uh, but we'll go ahead and play it back a few more times. Uh, can, we, can we maybe try to isolate just, you know, that one little spot a little better? Or? I'll see if I can uh, find it where it's at. I'm here to Yeah, so, you know, you heard it right there at the very beginning. The very first thing you hear is Eric. And it's a, kind of a deep voice slash whisper type thing. Um, you know, I didn't hear it at the time. Uh, no one, no one, you could tell uh, there's a huge difference between that voice and my voice from one. Right. Also, you could tell Justin and whoever else is in the living room is much at a much further distance from my recorder than what that voice is coming in. So obviously it was none of them. This is what I consider a pretty class A EVP. Uh, it's distinct. You can tell what it's saying. Um, and it's just, it's just clear. It's just there. You know, you couldn't miss it. And yet we didn't, I, di- I didn't hear it. 
with the, you know, whatever you call it, naked ear. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, what exactly it is or who it is, we don't know. That's something that, that we just can't, you know, say one way or the other. But uh, the fact is, it's, it's an EVP, and it tells us that something or someone was there. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Cat's trying to cross the mic, and there's no room for her to do that. Uh, anyway. So when you had seen the orb, do you remember yep. it was was it around the time that you were saying this and then got the EVP? Like when you were just saying your name, do you remember yes. seeing it then or if if I recall correctly, it's after I say it by about a minute or so, I think. Okay. Um because I remember I was sitting down. At, at this time I was sitting down. Uh, in, in the bedroom against leaning against the wall with the window behind me. Uh, <clears throat> and when I saw the orb, I was in that exact position. And so at the beginning of this recording, you actually hear me, I'm in the bathroom and then I walk out and I, or something like that. And I say, okay, I'm going into the bedroom when I sit down. And that's when, you know, I don't, I don't think I got, I don't remember if I got that on EVP. I think I closed out the EVP before I saw the light, but it happened, you know, about a minute or two after I got the, the recording, so. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that uh, had happened. Like we said, folks, I, I threw away my EVPs, dummy me. I, I don't remember getting anything other than the ghost box sessions on my recordings, so I don't think I had anything anyways. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was basically all the footage we really had. Uh, is there anything else that you can remember offhand, like, about any experiences at all? Um, I remember something, and it was, right, so when the garage was converted into a living space, okay? Uh, and if you walked up the stairs from the garage, you go down this hall and the hall had a bedroom on the right side and then you keep going and then you have the kitchen, the living room, and then a couple more bedrooms. We were in that first bedroom. Okay. You're in the center of the hall. We went in that bedroom. I remember being in there. I forgot about that. that Yeah. And I can't remember fully exactly what happened, but I know there was like a, a feeling in there for sure. And then possibly also a knock of some sort, which is why we went in to investigate in the first place. And we had a lot of EMF in there as well. Um, yeah. But, but none of that was it. We, we weren't able to debunk any of that because we couldn't find out where the EMF was coming from. Uh, you know, the noise wasn't recorded on the uh, voice recorders or anything. We didn't have any photos or video from it. Uh, the IR, IR cameras didn't pick up anything through the entire night. So <clears throat> this is either one very clever haunting where they're able to keep away and yet give little bit, you know, hints of themselves or we're all just completely crazy. And the stuff we caught is just us in some way, in some manner. And we don't remember ever doing it. Um, as far as the personality disorder, anything, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, 
but yeah, but as, as far as the knock, like, because this room was, it was outside of the house where we couldn't get to outside. We couldn't get around to the right side because it's very dense in, uh, you know, trees and bushes oh, and right. so, so, such. Um, so wherever it came from, it was within the house and within the room, but there was only a small group of us in there at the time. And I remember asking people, you know, hey, did you just do this? Did you do that? And everyone claimed that they didn't. Uh, and I would hope that they were truthful to us. You know, uh, these are people, again, this is our first night working with these particular people, this group. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they were completely honest with us, but that was the one other thing that happened that night that was oddly strange. Besides the owner, of course. <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit of an odd one. You know, who, who said that if we could do anything except stay away from his speakers because his speakers are thousands upon thousands of dollars. And I'm just like, dude, why are you inviting people into your home <laughs> to do an investigation while you're sleeping? If you're so worried about your so-called thousands of dollars with the speakers, but. You know, it's fine. It's fine. He's going to throw us out if we touch the speakers. He'll be sleeping, dude. He'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. With that said, we are going to jump to our second break. So we will be right back with Paratruth Radio going to Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, para-fans? Justin here with your paranormal headlines. These headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Ancient Lost City Turns Out to Be Gas Leak Underwater ruins off the Greek island of Zakynthos have turned out to be a geological phenomenon. When divers came across an extensive series of courtyards and ruined structures in the shallow waters of the Mediterranean, their first thought was that they'd stumbled on a long-lost civilization. Now, though, following an extensive study of the site, researchers have revealed that the ruins aren't actually man-made at all, but are instead the result of a prehistoric gas leak. Thought to have taken place during the Pliocene era, more than 5 million years ago, this extensive release of methane from beneath the sea floor resulted in the formation of structures which, to the eyes of archaeologists, had looked a lot like the ruins of an ancient city. The disk and donut morphology, which looked a bit like circular column bases, is typical of mineralization at hydrocarbon seeps, said lead study author Professor Julian Andrews. This kind of phenomenon is quite rare in the shallow waters. Man finds two snakes hanging from ceiling. Mark Hyatt got the shock of his life when he encountered the nightmarish spectacle inside his own home. If there's one thing worse than finding a snake in your house, it's arriving back home to find two large snakes wrapped around one another while dangling from your ceiling. This was the shocking scenario that greeted horrified homeowner Matt Hyatt of Greenwood, South Carolina, earlier this week when he opened his front door after returning from work. Yes, this is what I came home to today, he wrote on Facebook. 
He was eventually able to remove one of the snakes from the house, but later admitted that the second had managed to escape and he had no idea where it had gone. Anyone want to come for a sleep over at my place tonight, he joked. The footage he captured on the snake, which can be viewed on YouTube, has since gone viral online. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. Welcome back to Parachute Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we have been discussing the investigation we did at Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood home. Uh, you know, it's the place where he had committed his first murder, yeah. uh, in which he had killed Stephen Hicks. He killed him with a dumbbell, cut him up in little pieces, separated the flesh from the bones, buried it uh, amongst the yard in trash bags, and eventually it was all found by a detective who dug it up and said, here is our lead. So, <clears throat> interesting night. Yeah. You know, we spent the entire night. It was a long night. Uh, it all began when we got there, set up some equipment, talked to the owner, and then we went all, all of us went out to dinner. That was fun. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot about that part that we had. Yeah. To, we left and we came back. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good time. It was a real good time. You know, we had a lot of fun, met some interesting people, caught some interesting stuff on EVP, had some very interesting experiences. Justin, unfortunately, always has the same repeated experience over and over. <laughs> Poor kid. Well, uh, at least it wasn't causing me pain this time, and I wasn't yeah. inviting it to cause me pain. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Squeeze my heart. You know, Justin, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Chill. Just chill. It's okay to chill. <laughs> uh, well, I just yeah, want to so prove it's here. I know, but <laughs> just chill. <laughs> chill. <laughs> but uh, that was the investigation of the night, guys. It, that was our highlight. I hope you enjoyed you know, everything that we talked about. If you have any questions regarding Jeffrey Dahmer, the, Jeff, the Jeffrey Dahmer case, uh, let us know. Uh, whether it be, you know, the investigation of our own or the investigation of the police department, uh, trying to figure out exactly what happened and why Dahmer did what he did, we might be able to hook you up with some information. You'd be surprised. So uh, hit us up if you have any questions, if you have any answers in regards to the EVPs or anything you'd like to share of your own findings in regards to anything whatsoever, uh, preferably paranormal, but, you know. <laughs> uh, feel free to hit us up at Radio at gmail.com. Also, facebook.com forward slash Radio. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. And, and of course, Plus. this is Google Plus. You know, you, you can hit us. You can even hit us up on Spreaker. Leave a comment underneath this episode. Uh, I think you can, leave, you can leave a comment on the website, right? If I believe, that's, that, I I believe that's still up. If it should not, still be up at Radio. Yeah, because I took the chat room down, so I think I kept a comment 
Okay. So paratruthradio.com. You could, you could, you know, hit us up there. There's a number of ways to find us. All you have to do is type in Paratruth Radio or PTRN or you name it. You'll find us. If you type in simple. Eric or Justin, I mean, you have to know our last names, but we yeah. won't be giving those to you. <laughs> you try to trick us. Uh, but, you uh, freaks. <laughs> I do encourage you guys to follow us on Spreaker. Uh, subscribe on YouTube and you guys get automatic updates whenever a new show is up and active. Mm-hmm. And like Eric said, join us on Facebook. You can follow us and join the PTR and group as well where Jerry posts her shows and uh, a couple of other posts post their shows or just have conversations. There, very neat stuff going on at PTRN. And you can go to ptrnetwork.com or paratruthradio.com, as Eric mm-hmm. said as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all we got for the Dahmer House. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you. <laughs> I don't know how you go from doing that that part. <laughs> To actually eating people, but well, you know, it's, it's like chicken. You chop its head off, and then you're like, "Oh, this looks edible." Pop. Only difference is we don't run around after our heads cut off. <laughs> Not that I would know. I've never cut anybody's head off, but other than with a camera. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so uh, next week, nothing definitive yet. Uh, I think. Uh, we maybe we'll try and figure something out, but uh, nothing definitely. Sure, hope so. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, actually the week after that is our two-year anniversary episode. Woo! It's actually hopefully neither of us get the the two-year itch like we got last time, like myself actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then you know Night Stalkers was murdered by Forgotten Truth Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I do what you gotta do. <laughs> so, uh, until next week, guys, uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up for you, but, uh, next week. Do you want to mention oh, real quick? Okay. Yep. Um, and this is a little later in the month, but, uh, actually it's the beginning of J- July. So just about four and a half weeks from now, you're gonna have yourself a treat because we will be doing a very live episode together. Justin and I, so that's something you want to, want to check out, especially if you're on YouTube. You're gonna, yeah. you know, if you're watching on YouTube, that's an episode you want to watch on YouTube, whether you watch it or not already. Watch yeah. that episode because things don't go well. Well, they do go well, just in, <laughs> in a very different way when we're together. So, yeah. uh, so definitely stay tuned for that as well. I believe that will be June or July third. Third, it is July third. Yeah. I've already gone it up. <laughs> so, like, uh, whether we're on the road or depending on what happens, if for some reason we do it early or or whatever, we'll let you guys know in advance. But For the record, if we do a show live while traveling on the road, I promise everybody I will, I will interview a bison, okay? <laughs> so, it's dangerous, possibly. But I will do it. I will go up to a bison, ask it a couple questions, and see what they have to say. You know, 
there's only so many things that can go wrong. The chances of any of them happening to me are very slim. But maybe, just maybe. <laughs> Get a horn right in the. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you some paratruth. Turn my horn into a parasite. Ah. All right, folks. Well, until next week, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.